then I saw the koala and he just picked up the pizza and ran and it's that that is the fastest I have ever run in my life but oh hello and uh welcome to the PMQ live update for today Thursday July 30th I'm joined by a good friend Mr. Giovanni Labate of Billy Bricks Wood-Fired Pizza in Illinois northern Illinois you have several locations right yep all throughout the uh, northwest suburbs uh we have one in Oak Park franchisee in Elgin all right, very good. So um, I was actually trying to talk to him before the pandemic, and then everything kind of went amiss, and we're all trying to put our puzzle pieces back together. But I wanted to talk to Giovanni a little bit about, uh, for the tips from the team, an article I do in the magazine. But um, we were going to talk about, like, employee compensation and, uh, you know, how that kind of just goes along with keeping, it, you know, keeping your house happy, keeping everything ready to go. But then everything hit, um, you know, and the dirt hit the fan, as they say. So um, I just kind of wanted to ask you, as I asked most everybody who just jumps on here, just kind of a brief rundown, the quickest of rundowns of like two minutes of, you know, how it hit you guys at Bricks up in Chicago area in northern Illinois. Um, uh, how it hit you guys, what was the first change you made and what you, you kind of made to now? And then we have several other topics, and I did want to let everybody know who's joining us right now that you can ask your uh, questions live here in the Facebook comments. We'll put them up, and uh, Giovanni will be happy to answer them. But we're going to be talking about uh, employee compensation, opening up food trucks, mobile units in this pandemic, and, you know, what are the changes for both of those um, from before the situation to after. So, Giovanni, why don't you take it away and tell us the first change up into where you're at right now. Uh, well, probably the first change that happened when uh, Corona hit uh, was uh, we had to close down one of our locations at Mount Prospect that's inside of an ice arena. So the you know hockey kind of uh, went on a pause. So we have that symbiotic relationship with them. When there's hockey going on, we're pretty busy. And when there's no hockey, then we're pretty slow. So we just thought it was the best solution just to kind of put this location on pause. And I uh, went out and helped out uh, one of our other locations at Oak Park, uh, which, uh, you know, was one of our you know stores that was, I would say, suffering, wasn't doing as well as we wanted, and uh, became, during this pandemic, one of our best stores. Okay, so one of the first things that you had to do was actually to shut down a location. Yeah. And then you said that was at a hockey arena, and that wasn't through, it was because it was kind of located inside more of a concession-type um, venue. Yeah, I mean, we have a full-blown restaurant upstairs in the venue, but oh, you know, okay. the, the, the issue is with this location, you know, because hockey went on a pause and, you know, with nobody yeah. inside the facility, we, we just don't, you know, we, we're just not the normal business at like our other locations, so we kind of rely on the clientele that comes inside here for hockey. So we closed up shop for, you know, four months and just uh, waited to the right time to reopen, and when they reopened, we kind of followed pace and uh, reopened as well. Okay. So, uh, you know, there was one that just kind of had that major shutdown and everything else was kind of just yeah. incremental. And now you guys are all kind of trying to slowly creep. I don't want to say slowly creep out, but come back out at a steady pace so that all the bricks locations, Billy Bricks locations are online. Yeah, I mean, the we, same you know, we didn't know what to expect in the beginning. Uh, you know, we told all our managers, watch your order, uh, you know, keep staff minimal, you know, keep uh, watch the, you know, your inventory. You know, then, you know, as, as we went into the pandemic, we started uh, launching different virtual kitchens on Grubhub and mm -hmm. uh, Uber Eats and different platforms to have multiple concepts within one store. So that's where Oak Park kind of uh, flourished a little bit better than the others. Um, and we have, you know, 
a, a mac and cheese concept. We have a wrap it up concept. We have a wing concept. So, you know, we kind of capitalized on the whole situation for the third parties. And that's, you know, it's gotten some more sales. Well, and you said that you uh, just actually had a lot of luck with the virtual kitchens just from this too. It kind of helped out with, because I mean, they were probably mostly delivering care out anyway at that yeah, point, right? Yeah. And, and, and we're luckily at Oak Park, there's a company called Food Fetch that takes uh, some most of our deliveries for us, so we don't have to pay that higher percentage from Grubhub. So that, that helps out. We pay them, and they, you know, it's better service. They deliver food, and they're expanding, so hopefully they'll expand into more of our markets and follow suit so that we can use them for more delivery option as well. Okay. Um, well, let me ask you real quick, because uh, the, the initial conversation I wanted to have with you, again, was about incentivizing, or, or not incentivizing, but compensating employees. And this was all, we had talked about this before the situation yeah. happened. I think it before the end of last year. And um, I want I think the question still stands, but now it's kind of a two-parter. How are you um, compensating your employees? I don't want to say above and beyond, but that made you special, that made you somebody that they wanted to work for. How are you compensating employees beforehand and maybe how did that change? What was kind of the arc of that change between, you know, the end of last year, December, to now? Uh, you know, uh, what you was know, some I, of the best compensations? I mean, we compensate our employees fairly like everyone else. Um, I would say we have probably have better hours than most restaurants. We close at 9 o'clock. We close at 8 o'clock on Sundays. Uh, Friday and Saturday, we close at 10. So those are incentives right there where you're not working late nights. Mm -hmm. um, we do pay pretty well. And then we have a shared tip program that we, uh, all the tips that come in, we share them with all the employees, including the cooks. And that's, that's a big incentive because that, you know, that can raise your hourly wage two to $3, you know, so if you're making 12, you're making 15. Um, you know, another incentive is the, the trucks. You know, if you get to work a pizza truck, you're making, you know, upwards of $15 an hour plus tips. You know, some of my guys make 20 to $35 an hour sometimes. Now, does that does the pizza truck does that have its own staff or is it all like kind of volunteer from within the, the yeah, Billy Brooks staff? Yeah, I mean, most of the time it's within. Uh, you know, there are a few employees. My 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 franchise truck has my uh, my older son kind of oversees that one, um, and that's all solely what he does. Um, but then when we do take some employees from, you know, that are not working morning shifts, they'll come and do a lunch, or people that are not working nights come to give them extra hours. So that, that's a big right, incentive. Yeah, because. They, you know, they could work 30, 40 hours here and then work another 20, 30 hours on the truck. Well, that, that's kind of what I was going through. This is supplemental hours. It's not, you know, oh, yeah. it's not hours transferred from the Billy Bricks location. No, this is stuff they can do on the side, uh, you know, along the same lines of what they already do. And actually, you know, go out and that's yeah, a change of scene. Nice I can tell work in a, in a yeah. kitchen working, you know, somewhere else sometimes. It's actually nice to get that change of scene. Do you have people yeah. fighting over that position um, as far as like trying to... <laughs> To uh, trying know, to get those shifts, we're picky on the truck because you have to really. It's a little bit more fast paced, so you have to really know what you're doing as far as making pizza goes. So, uh, the guys that go on the truck are probably more of our, you know, the best pizza makers we have, our, right. our veterans. But yeah, I mean, it, it's it's definitely an incentive to go on the truck because you're going to make good money. It's a little easier work because you're not moving around a lot. You're just kind of in one spot. Um, but yeah, I think it's a it's a great opportunity for them to make additional income. Well, I mean this and this is just um, and let me just talk about that's another bullet point we're getting ready to come to here is that um, you guys have managed to you were opening one beforehand, but you this, now you have two um, actual uh, mobile units out there. So we're going to talk about that. But um, I know one is uh, you're 
one's corporate and one's your store. Uh, yeah, one, you one's a corporate ones. truck, and then the other is, uh, is my truck. It's a franchise of Billy Bricks. So we have different franchise okay. options with our company. We have a brick-and-mortar franchise, or we also have uh, mobile franchising available that you can go and contact really Billy Bricks HQ for. And then we have different – we even have another – we actually have Wheels 3, which is a, a trailer with the oven on it as well. Okay, so this is like Wheels 2. Okay, but there was also another Wheels. Yeah. Um, yeah now, that, this is that one's this more is of a mobile unit one. where we just, you know – haul it in and uh, we can do smaller parties for that, you know, maybe the trucks are booked up for and we have another option for you. Okay. So you guys were actually getting these ready to go beforehand and then all of a sudden, one of these was in, in I, I don't know if it was your corporate or your franchise one, one was already getting ready to work. I mean, so is this something that you found has been a, an, definitely a, a benefit in the times right now? Are you using this truck more? In a lot uh, of places? Well, the first truck we had for about a year and a half already. Um, my truck we got in uh, last year of October. So I just missed the summer events. Um, going into this pandemic, we, you know, obviously lost all the festivals, all the, you know, the large events, the gatherings that we normally would make big money on. So we kind of had to rethink and retool the truck. And we got a lot of requests to come out to people's uh, neighborhoods. And those have been, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty good. I mean, we've been doing like 300, 350 pizzas in some of these neighborhoods uh, where you wouldn't think you're, you're parking in front of somebody's house and people from all around the neighborhood are coming up and ordering pizzas. And, you know, it's, it's they're liking it better than going to a restaurant because they come up to the window, order their pizza, get it, and then they go back home. Okay. Well, and that's, and I, I want to ask the, the regular questions here or the, the questions of the regular man, the layman here, but, um, so as far as like obviously between food truck regulations and uh, brick and mortar regulations, as far as health code and stuff like that, there, I would assume they're night and day. There's a lot more hoops you have to jump through for a, a mobile unit. Uh, what were the major differences that you noticed, and how did they change between um, the beginning of the pandemic to now? As far as uh, mobile units, how the restrictions on that changed? Units, uh, there was really no changes. Uh, as far as uh, really? other than we couldn't have large gatherings and we just had a socially distance and so we were still considered essential. Um, but when we went to these uh, pop up, you know, neighborhoods, there wasn't much change as far as, you know, how we had to operate because we didn't have a dining room. So we didn't have to abide by any guidelines. Wow. OK, I, did, I honestly didn't expect to hear that, but I mean, it kind of makes sense. I think I don't want to say um, the food trucks, they're not over really over regulated. They're. They are more regulated because it, there are a lot more contaminants out there when you go on the road. So I guess it kind of makes sense. I mean, have you been to a lot of places where you've had to enforce that social distancing, um, where you've had to kind of mean about it? <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, once we set up, we kind of uh, – either the person that uh, called us out there will have some lines drawn out or where they'll have six feet apart. Uh, people are pretty – you know. They're already doing it themselves, so it was nothing that we had to do any differently, other than you know, and take the orders, and you know, we have two different windows that we could you know give them pizza or pick up the pizza. So, other than wearing masks on the truck and you know probably making wearing gloves to make people feel better that we didn't have to do before, those are the only big changes I would say. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. So they did, you know, you obviously have to have the mask and the gloves, which a lot of people. Uh, would have a lot of people tend to have gloves. Uh, masks is the big one that we're everybody's gonna kind of. That's the biggest change everybody's had yeah. to adapt to. 
that kind of leads me to another question. I'm just jumping all over my uh, notes here. I sent them to you, but uh, I'm just going to all which ways here. But as far as like, um, you know, wearing the masks, as far as some of these new uh, things that you've had to adapt to, are there any kind of regulations or mandates that you're going to keep after we go back to what it's called a, no, a new normal? Are you going to keep things like your, your food truck, people have to wear masks or kitchen staff? No. Me personally, no. Once the once it's all said and done, I would I wouldn't wear a mask on the truck. It's it's pretty hot on there, so mm-hmm. you know it's it's already hard to breathe with the mask on as it is, and you know in front of a hey. thousand degree oven, you can I can only you can only imagine how hot that is. Okay, no, no, yeah, yeah I one hundred percent get that too. Just even wearing mask so, out in general. Definitely don't want to wear a mask. I mean, but I course, mean, yeah, but I mean, it just are there anything any changes that you've had to make recently that you're like, hey, man, that's kind of working out. It gives a good uh, presentation to the customer. I'm going to keep that. Is there anything that you've added right now that you're going to keep after this? I mean, probably, you know, within the restaurant and on the truck. I mean, we've done a lot of differently. I mean, obviously, we clean our restaurants thoroughly. We always sanitize all the tables, and we do those things, you know, even before the pandemic. But I think we uh, touch on more areas that we didn't do before, like door handles, uh, you know, elevator buttons, maybe shelves that people touch. Uh, Just, you know, really sanitizing areas that are touched more frequently and then actually getting out there and, sanitizing them more frequently. So other than that, I don't think, uh, you know, we, we did a pretty good job of, you know, cleaning and the truck itself, you know, gets cleaned after every event, uh, you know, washed, sanitized, you know, all the food product comes off, goes into a cooler in our commissary. So, you know, the truck mm-hmm. gets cleaned each and every time, you know, probably better than any restaurant that you can think of. Do you think that maybe this was the time for people to kind of reach into that mobile unit universe and, and start feeling it out? Um, yeah, you think there's going to be a lot more mobile units in the future, just kind of because of that. The regulations you're supposed to be cleaned, um, you know. Hopefully you are, but I mean, the fact that it's not—it's open air. You know what I mean? Yeah. And grant, granted, that's going to be seasonal, but I mean, do you yeah, think that's I, something I think we're going to drive go a lot of people to go into the mobile business um, because you know it's a little. People are accepting them more today than they would have probably four or five years ago. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you real quick um, about uh, the reopen because you said you had to shut down um, one of your locations, a restaurant that was in the hockey arena, yeah. um, of course, because sports were going down. Uh, but, I mean, as they were kind of, um, you know, some of those locations were opening back up, how did you guys manage that reopen? Were there things during the shutdown that you were focused on kind of preparing yeah, I, I, for? Or, I mean, what should people be thinking? If they've had to shut down, what, they sh- what should they be thinking about from day one? Well, you know, the, the biggest focus on reopening here at uh, Mount Prospect was uh, to retain some of my employees so that when we got kind of back to normal, that I wouldn't be here by myself. Um, you know, <laughs> we, had, we did have a lot of good employees, and, you know, we actually we lost some employees because we were closed for four months. You know, they actually had to look for other sources of income, which we understood. Um, but for the most part, we retained most of our employees, and, uh, you know, we're back up and running, and... We have, we've actually hired a few other ones, so I would say that there's a, a lot of people looking for jobs out there, and you know it's just finding the good quality ones out there now. Okay, I mean this is kind of off topic. I mean this might be my most gotcha journalism. Um, it's, it's, did you have? Um, I hear you. You guys are actually we're going to wrap this up soon. I hear you're getting ready to go, no, you're but good. um, you're good. did you have uh, uh, people that were I don't want to say laid off or furloughed, but that wouldn't come back because of um, the current uh, unemployment situation, which it knows yeah. about getting ready to change in like two days, one yes. day. 
Um, did you did you ever feel that that people? Would, no, we had a, when we people had a manager who that was on uh, unemployment, and uh, you know, she came back right away. Well, that's what I wanted to say. Did you find some people that didn't want to come back out of true, you know, kind of fear and sincerity that they didn't want to catch something? Or do you did you see any at any point people who were just trying to milk the system? Uh, no, we didn't get in. I didn't get any of that, at least at my stores. Um, Good. You know, I can understand right. the fear, uh, but we did put a lot of stuff in place as far as like wearing masks, um, you know, sanitation, sanitizing solutions at certain points of the restaurant. You know, like I said, cleaning and you know, we take the here at Malprospect, we take the employees' temperatures before they start their shift. Um, yeah. We did have an employee recently who came in contact with somebody with Corona, so they weren't allowed to come back uh, to work until they got a test and their test came back negative so now they're back to work so um you know we've taken as much precautions as we can you know it's not a foolproof system but you know we'll, we're doing what we can during this this time of uncertainty yeah no absolutely what's uh what's kind of the rates of uh testing up there because um, you're in northern illinois you're chicago area you know i i don't know 100 percent of it you know my one of my employees he went he got it and i think it was about five six days before he got results okay. so i guess it depends on where you go um, but I yeah. think it's more of their processing time is uh, a little backed up. Yeah, well, yeah, it's the amount and the processing. I get that. I was just wondering in your specific area, um, you know, I mean, Chicago, or that just being so densely populated, you know, how many, how long was it going to take? And whether or not, that's another thing I'm trying to find out, if they're giving any kind of prioritization at hospitals for people who do work in the restaurant industry. Like, look, I got to get back right away. Or as soon as possible, but you know, yeah. But it was nice that he could again. go get a test and get you know let us know. Yep. We have it on file, so you know, good. You don't you don't want to be labeled as a place that didn't care. So you know, we wanted to make sure we did every precaution before he came back to work, and that we had all the documentation noting that he was good to go. Absolutely. Well, I mean, that's great, and I you know I, I applaud you on your success and getting those uh, mobile units up and running. And, you know, keeping your employees compensated. Um, I did just want to just kind of ask you one last, last couple questions. Uh, what are what's your best tip for compensating employees in the normal scenario? What's like one of your go to um, I mean, uh, compensations? Me personally, uh, you know, I may have different management styles than some, but, you know, I always try to pay the guys that deserve it. Um, obviously, with tips, it's a, it's a nice uh, atmosphere, but I'm buying, you know, we, get, we have free meals for them when they work shifts. But I'll go out of my way and buy them uh, uh, something different that's not always bricks and get them lunch or get them dinner, um, you know, and just saying thank you and just saying that they're doing a good job and letting, you know, acknowledging when they're doing something that they're supposed to do. You think that's a, 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 something that's good that, that shows you care of reaching outside? It's like, I'm not going to give you a, a gift certificate from our own pizzeria. It's like, exactly. I'm going to get you something else or cash even. Cash is good because it goes everywhere. 100%. But, you know. Money makes everybody work a little bit differently. Yeah. All right. Um, so, uh, what is the best tip for anybody kind of in this? I would say in the in the food truck industry, just real quick, just one of the best tips for people either trying to get into it or open one like you have in the middle of this, um, and and the best tip for success if you can combine it into one. Just your well, best tips for uh, mobile units. It's definitely not easy. I think the food truck, you know, misconception is that uh, you know you're going to open a food truck, you're going to make a lot of money. It's <laughs> it's probably more work than the restaurant um the reward is a little bit better but it's a it's a lot more work so you know i would always tell people if you're going to get a food truck probably have a restaurant first because you need the commissary normally to unload and load 
So it's a good supplemental income for your restaurant to get out there to market and to you know get parties that you would never never get before. And at the end of the day, then you can get people more hours. But to get a crew to run the truck and so you're not there doing everything else. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, <laughs> this coming from a true. I like how you said at the beginning is like to have a food truck, have a restaurant first. Um, yeah. That one just stuck out with me right there. But um, it is all about, you know, building that solid crew. Well, because I, I always say that if you if you know how to run a restaurant, then a food truck would be easier. But, you know, to get and say, I'm going to open a rest- uh, food truck because, you know, I'm going to get in the restaurant business. I think that's a misconception that you still need to know what you're doing first. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I mean, having seen both, I mean, there's, the, you know, vast differences in, in between. Yeah. I mean, you can't just assume that because you can do one you can do the other though no. i mean did you find that what was the one thing you you went into arrogantly thinking i can manage this what is one of the first things you said oh sh-. well it's it's a lot of hours i mean some some weeks you know because i'm running the truck you know now that i have my son it makes it a little easier but i was working you know my 55 hours at my uh you know as a director of operations for bricks and then another 20 to 30 on the truck mm-hmm. so it, 80 hours, 90 hours a week probably sounds normal to some people uh, that are in the restaurant business, but you know, for some that are trying to get into it, it's not, it's not a good lifestyle to have. No, I, I completely get that. Just don't, uh, just don't underestimate the amount of work and time that you're going to have to put 100%, 100%. in to a food truck. It's not just something that's going to pay for itself. It's no, and I, it's honestly, just like I as much. It's yeah, just like as much work as a brick and mortar. Oh, 100. And having the brick and mortar. It definitely helps you advertise the food truck. So that's definitely how you can get more business for the food truck. You're not relying on going out there and just, you know, right. setting up shop and trying to make a buck where, you know, you we just do event base only. We don't really set up shop anywhere. We don't run the truck every day. Um, just really private parties. Okay. Well, and that's a whole nother discussion too about how do you market yeah. and manage, yeah. you know, your, your events and your, your location. Um, all right. Well, just is there one thing that you want to let everybody out there in the industry know? Just one thing of positivity, just a, a, a good, you know, a goodbye message. Pizza is pandemic free. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> pandemic free. I mean, OK. If you're in the pizza business, you're in the right business. All right. Yeah. It, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I used to I had another saying like that, too. But honestly, people always love pizza and, and you can yeah. make pizza, whatever you can whatever you want it to be. So I, I get that. Yeah, it's, it's something affordable that people still can, you know, during tough times can afford to still splurge on. Yeah, I used to, I always say pizza is recession proof. Yeah. Exactly. I maybe you need to upgrade it to pandemic free, but all right. So <laughs> if you make a pizzas, keep making them because people always want them. All right, Giovanni, um, all right. that's Thanks, all the Brian. time we have today. We have another little comment up here real quick. Uh, uh, Dungeon Chat Expert says, uh, wife's hometown, I assume Elgin or West Dundee or somewhere like that. Thank you with Dungeon Chat Experts. They've uh, helped us a lot in this, uh, doing these events and always there to watch us. So um, how can people actually reach you, reach out to you? I mean, would you be able to answer any questions about mobile units and stuff like that? Oh, yeah, for sure. They can reach out on our Facebook pages uh, for Billy Bricks Wheels 2 or Billy Bricks or Wheels 1. Okay, well, we have uh, BillyBricksHQ.com for the Facebook and the... Okay. All right, so, yeah, if anybody wants to reach out to Giovanni, he might have some answers. Um, 
he might ask you some questions. I don't know how that works. So thank you, everybody, so much for joining in today. Uh, we're going to see you guys next time in the live updates. I'm Brian Hernandez. Thank you so much, Giovanni. Uh, just you. say goodbye to everybody. See you guys. Bye-bye. <laughs> All stay right. Safe. He said. All right. And there we go.